Hey, my name is Jason. I'm the producer of Relationship Radio. I wanted to let you know that we have a brand new website solely dedicated to working on your pies. Introducing itstartswithattraction.com. You can listen to every episode, learn about the pies, and sign up for our weekly newsletter. Go to itstartswithattraction.com. It starts with attraction, one word. It starts with attraction.com to get signed up today. Hello and welcome to Marriage Helper Live. This is a program where we try to help with relationships. Hi, I'm Dr. Joe Beam. If you'd like to call and talk to me on this program, here's the number to do so. Dial 657-383-0812. That's 657-383-0812. And be sure as soon as you hear that answer that you press the number one and then that puts you in the queue so that you and I can talk to each other. We talk about relationships in every sense that you can imagine. We try to help people no matter what the relationship situation is. But on this program, quite often, as a matter of fact, the vast majority of the time, people contact us asking about how to deal with certain things with a marriage in crisis or a marriage in trouble. And so if you'd like to ask a question other than a question about the marriage in crisis or trouble, we'd sure like to talk to you about that. Because, as I said, we'd like to talk about relationships in every shape, fashion, and form. So we have a couple of callers out here already. Let me go ahead and get to this. We have uh, Karen in Florida. Hi, Karen. How are you today? Hey there. I'm fine, sir. How are you? Hello. Hi. Uh, Can you hear me? Well, you you don't want to know. Yes, I can hear you. I hear you. What can I help you with today, my friend? Well, um, my husband um, is the wayward spouse. He uh, just contacted me this morning. We're separated, but very amicable. Mm -hmm. I talked to you actually a couple of weeks ago. Um, Mm -hmm. He is telling me that he knows that he needs to choose our family and that he wants Mm -hmm. to end it with the affair partner, with the LO, but that Mm -hmm. I need to be patient and that he's afraid she's going to do herself harm or hurt Mm -hmm. him or me in some way because she knows where we live. They met online, but she knows where he yeah. works. She knows where he, we live. And he's, wow. this is somebody that admitted to him that they tried to kill themselves three times. And so he's concerned for her welfare. Mm-hmm. Um, you and I had discussed getting him to the workshop, and I had um, sent him some videos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, he says that the videos don't apply to him, which I don't really understand. I didn't push it but that mm-hmm. I think maybe it's because it's a long-distance relationship and the limerence is not as intense. I don't mm-hmm. really know how all of that works, but I just remember hearing podcasts like that where he, he feels like he has all of this under control. I want to get him to the workshop. I want to get him help and us help. Mm-hmm. He's showing the intention. He's showing that he is seeing I really think he is in that phase three kind of back and forth, but, mm-hmm. but kind of phase three. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's that I want to respect his wishes to end the affair in a way that he feels is um, not going to endanger this other person, which I mean them no harm. I honestly, I don't want the poor woman to, to suffer. Mm-hmm. Um, so how, how may I help you today? How do I express to him that I, I really support him coming in my direction? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I think what he's doing is very dangerous. 
Like, um, how do I get him to navigate that? Mm-hmm. Well, typically, a person who is um, deeply in deliverance will have signs that we would uh, be very similar to what we call obsessive compulsive disorder, OCD. I'm not saying that it is uh-huh. OCD. I'm saying that those signs are, there are similarities there. And if this woman those, is. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Well, right now I'm and thinking more in terms of her. I'm thinking yes. more in terms of her right now. You see, yes. the person who is who does not want the, the relationship to end, in this case that's her, typically will do all kinds of things to try to keep the other person from leaving, including threatening to harm themselves. It's actually part of the mm-hmm. manipulative process to say, well, you can't leave me because if you do, I'm going to hurt myself. And that right. threat... That threat. Now, obviously, we have to take that threat as serious because anytime anybody yes. says, I'm going to harm myself, you don't just, you know, and you're not going to do that. You actually pay attention to it. But if mm-hmm. he's looking for a way to extract himself from this relationship, um, playing into her hands, um, doing what she wants him to do, actually is going to make it last longer, even if he definitely wants out. Now, the fact that yeah, she and, has. Uh, it, go ahead, sir. Mm-hmm, the fact that she has implied, well, at least, that she might hurt you or might hurt him is all still part of that same process. She is a person who is doing whatever she can right now to keep him in that relationship. And as I said, mm-hmm. if he keeps yielding to that, even if it's out of fear, mm-hmm. if he keeps yielding to that, then it just exacerbates or increases her behavior. And so thinking, right. okay, there's going to be a better time. I can find a better time because right now I'm worried about what she will do. There's not really going to be a better time. Do you right. think he's and aware he, of that or not? I I think that he's aware of it, but he's also taking a lot of ownership for his role in things. He has blamed mm-hmm. himself for lying to her and manipulating. I don't know if you recall mm-hmm. our phone call a couple of weeks ago, but he spent a lot of money showing her a very top-rate top experience where he's told her that he makes about six times the amount of money he mm-hmm. does. He was <laughs> promised. He, it was a fantasy. And mm-hmm. But during that fantasy, she learned his real name, where he works, and so he feels vulnerable, but at the same time, he feels like he's at fault, which he is, because he promoted the fantasy and the lie, and he feels mm-hmm. responsible to okay, the person you, I who you. he... I hear you. You know what I mean? Okay, I, I hear that. Uh, of course, I yeah. wish I were talking with him so I could help him think these things yeah. through, because it's still all still the same thing. It's part of a process mm-hmm. where she'll use anything she can to manipulate him. And if he's staying because he feels I lied to her, well, he lied to you as well. And when you look mm-hmm. at all these kinds of things, he appears to be emotionally confused. But the best yes. time to leave a relationship like that is as soon as you think I need to leave a relationship like that. And again, and I'm mm-hmm. being a little repetitive, forgive me, but if he stays in that relationship with her right now, he's playing right into her hand, which is just going to increase what she does the next time that she thinks he might be leaving. Now, I wish, again, that he were on this program and we were talking to each other mm-hmm. so I could help him understand that. Will she come hurt you? Obviously, I cannot tell you whether she will or not. But if it were I, if I were in that situation, and obviously I'm not your husband, but if it were I, mm-hmm. I would do this. I would put an end to it immediately, and then mm-hmm. I would probably go tell the police, there's a possibility this woman might come stalking me. I just want to warn you in advance. And pay attention mm-hmm. to all those things, and pay attention to make sure that you are safe, that you're safe, that he's mm-hmm. safe, that everybody's mm-hmm. safe. But dragging right. this out is, is not going to lessen the intensity of what she's talking about. 
Well, from and I appreciate that. Thank you. I from the advice, everything that I've watched on your podcast, mm-hmm. you know, there's there's the caution against giving them advice when you're the, you know, like for me to give him any kind of, I've, I've told him, I'm like, I can't give you advice. I'm the beneficiary of the advice that I give you. You need objective yeah. advice. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that maybe this is a coaching thing where he can just go and talk to one of your coaches and get, cause he needs to hear it from somebody who's objective mm-hmm. and not me. Is that what I understand? Like, cause if he hears it from me, he's going to think, Oh, you're just trying to win this battle, you know, or that's very possible at the same time, though, if he's not willing to talk to anybody else, then you are the only one. Now, if Uh if he wants to talk to one of our coaches, I think that would be awesome, but he would have to initiate that. You understand that he would have to agree to that. (laughs) Well, here's what you do. If he's not willing to talk to one of our coaches, I think what you do is always try to think about it from his point of view. Try to be on his side of the table, if it were, as it were. Like you just get up mentally, walk around and sit on his side of the table and say, you know, I've been thinking about this and I've been thinking about the threats that the woman has made and how you feel responsible for her. Can we think this through out loud? Because I've got some ideas about that. And so rather than saying, look, here's what you do, here's what you do, which will more than likely get a negative response. You say, I've been thinking about this because you have. And and this is what the possibility might be and help him think through what makes you think it'll be better if you do it a month from now or six months from now than it is now. If he says, well, she'll be better, she'll be different. Well, what indication do you have of that? And if he says, okay, "Okay, but I lied to her, et cetera, go, yes, you did. But that doesn't mean you have to stay in that relationship. Just be on his side of the table like a counselor, like you are his uh, right hand person making a business deal. Hey, let me help you think about okay. this. Let me help you think about that. If if okay. anything works with you doing it, that will. And if you'll talk to one of our okay. coaches, I actually have one in mind. I think would be excellent for that. Okay. 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 Um, should I? Yes. Thank you. Should I talk to one of your um, reps and get that name, or can you give me that name of one of your coaches? Do you have a client representative with us already? Erin. Uh, okay. Then I'll just I'll talk to Erin. I'll communicate okay. to her what I'm thinking about. Okay. Okay. Yes, sir. Thank you so right. much. That really, that, okay. that just got my head screwed back on straight. Thank you. Good. Good. <laughs> thank I'm glad. you very much. Okay. Thank you. Very good. Okay. And then we're going to go down to Jennifer. Well, not down, but up. Jennifer's up in Michigan somewhere. Uh, Jennifer, how may we help you today? Hey, Joe. Um, I'm actually Hello. Mississippi. <laughs> Mississippi? I guess that's right. Yes, sir. Well, what's the, what are the two letters? Uh, you know, uh, our screener put up MI, so, and, and she's very bright, so she doesn't usually make these mistakes. But I'm glad you're in Mississippi because I'm, I'm assuming that's warmer right now than it is in Minnesota or Michigan. Okay? How may I help you today, Jennifer? How may I help you today? I actually typed my question out so I wouldn't forget what I was going to say. Um, okay. So my husband has been out of the house for a while, um, almost a year and a half. Um, but his family, we're still married. Um, nothing's been done in that aspect, but his family still invites me to like Easter over the weekend and different things. And Mm -hmm. I've always felt like I should go because my kids are there and I want to be involved as much as I can. Mm -hmm. But, um, I have other people that tell me that they don't feel like I should, because obviously the other woman is allowed because they, they don't want to upset their son. Mm-hmm. And so it kind of puts me in an awkward spot, but people, some people tell me they feel like I'm playing big happy family and it's not really 
beneficial, but um, I just kind of wanted to get your thoughts on that. <laughs> okay. Well, as you have discovered, there are many people who know exactly what you should do. <laughs> I mean, friends and family, right. like you know, you're doing this, you're doing this. The thing is that they're speaking out of their own prejudices because they love you. They like you. They don't want to see you be mistreated in any shape, fashion, or form. And I admire that from them. But that's also why sometimes their, their advice is not the best advice because they're thinking only in terms of you and, and how to make you feel right. better in the moment. Now, here's my question. Let's just think about how you would feel if you went there and, and the other woman is there, but you're there because your kids are there. How do you think you would feel? What? I'm sorry? If if I was the other woman? No, 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 no. If you go and she's there, how do you think you will feel? Oh, I've been. <laughs> oh, okay. And how did you feel? Um, uncomfortable, but I don't know. It's been several instances now, so it seems like I'm getting – more comfortable, which is kind of weird because I shouldn't have to be, but, mm. um, I mean, it's okay. She tries to talk to me like she's a friend, which is bizarre, but I still talk, you know, I talk back to her. I'm not ugly to her. Um, mm -hmm. it seems okay. It's not my ideal well, situation, but I'm not now. terribly uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Well, it tells me that you're a very strong person because what I'm hearing you say is that you go to these events because your children are there and you want to be with your children. Is that correct? Yes. Uh, and and so if that's what makes you feel like you need to be there, like I'm the mom, I want to share these experiences with my kids and then therefore I'm going to go. I think that's perfectly reasonable particularly now that you know that you can handle it. I mean, you've been enough that you know it's not going to throw me for a loop. I'm going to be there with my kids, et cetera. And in, in a, kind of another sense, and I'm, I don't think this is your motivation, but even if it were a little bit of your motivation, it would be okay just to show her that uh, you don't intimidate me. <laughs> I can go where I want to go. I can be who I want to be. And so do you ever feel a little bit of that? Like you're kind of letting her know uh, you don't sure. intimidate me. Well. Good for you. Good for you. That's a good Southern bell right there. <laughs> and Mississippi's full of Southern bells, but I think you're a very strong Southern bell. So if I were in your shoes, I would go. I'd go to those experiences okay. just to be there with my kids and share that with them. And, and I would not listen to my friends. What I would do is look what's inside of me and my heart, what I'm feeling. Now, if you ever go where it feels like I just don't want to be here, then just leave. You right. don't, and if you feel later you'd only go back, then don't go back. But right now, you're doing what you want to do to be with your kids, and I think that's awfully strong. And and based on the fact that it's not having a negative effect on you, I think it's awesome. I think I'm, I'm proud of your okay. strength, young lady. <laughs> I mean, it, obviously, it still kind of bothers me a little bit, but it's not to the point where I can't function or puts me down for mm -hmm. any length of time. <laughs> Good, good. And if it does, if it starts having a real negative effect on you, then I would suggest that you not go. But the way you're handling it and you're getting to be with your kids and, 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 and showing that you are a strong Southern woman, I like all of those things myself. There's always your decision, always your decision. But I right. suggest you be very careful about listening to the suggestions of your friends because they're talking about how they would feel if they went and they aren't you. You're a different person than they are. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. <laughs> okay. I have right. one more question, too, if you don't mind. Okay. Sure. Um, so I actually have two kids. One um, was actually born after my husband had already lived. Okay. okay. But um, anyway, he um, 
she was born after he had already left and everything. Mm-hmm. So she's not quite one year old yet. Um, mm-hmm. And I feel like I haven't let her go yet. And there's mm-hmm. not anything, I don't know. As, so do you, are, or can you advise me on your thought process on what, how I need to even go about that? Because I, I feel like he just thinks I should just let her go at a certain age. But she's so attached to me, and she only sees him, you know, in spurts. So I'm not sure how well that's going to go. Well, if you think in terms of what's best for the child, you, you just told me what you believe is best. She's attached to you. She's around you all the time. She's hardly ever around him. And and I think mothers protecting their children is as strong a thing as you can ever find. And if you don't feel comfortable with your baby being there at this point in her, in her life, I think that makes sense as well. Now, some judge somewhere may at some point tell you what you're going to do, but as long as you still have control right. of this and you don't feel comfortable because the baby is attached to you and, and really not attached to the situation, I think it makes sense not to let her go. Now, but that's still your decision. Right. Is there a factor right. involved in there where it's like you want to make sure she stays attached to you and doesn't begin to attach to uh, that other person? Is that part of this as well? No, I don't think so. I mean, Good. my other daughter's Good. around her and she's attached to her. And of course, whenever I hear her name, it's not ideal and I kind of cringe, but it's not, yeah. I don't think it's that. I think it's just, I'm worried that how I take care of my child and how she would take care of her while she's there with my husband, um, you know, aren't the same because <laughs> I saw yeah. that just yesterday. Yeah. And that worries well, think, me. <laughs> yeah. Well, in that sense, I think you're doing exactly the right thing. You, you're you protecting your child. That's what mothers are supposed to do. So more, more power to you, my friend. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> okay. Right. Thank you. Okay. Thank you, Jennifer. Way up there in Michigan, down there in Mississippi. <laughs> okay. Here we go. We're going to Colorado now. And it looks like the name might be Armin. Is that correct? Armin in Colorado? Yeah, Joe, thank you. Thank you for accepting my call. I'm very happy. What uh, To help you if I can, what's your question? So three weeks ago, me and my wife got in an argument. Mm-hmm. And um, it was a really dumb argument, honestly. And uh, at the end of it, she told me she wanted a break. So I did all the wrong things. I begged. I um, tried to tell her, let's fix it and all. And she was pretty settled on her decision. So I had to accept it. And... Uh, I moved into the other room, mm-hmm. and little by little, um, that whole weekend, you know, I didn't speak with her or anything like that, but then during the weekday, Monday, she started communicating with me like if nothing happened, so uh, I accepted it, and I kept talking to her because she's the only person I talk to, and I love her, and I just want to talk to her, so that kept mm-hmm. going, and she kept saying that she loves me, and that she wants to be with me and all that, but when I would speak to her, because she would send me mixed signals, I would ask her, uh, let's talk about the situation, let's fix it, and she would keep saying the same thing, hey, no, I want my time. So uh, this kept going on for, like I said, the past three weeks, and um, Mm -hmm. there's been instances where she keeps telling me, hey, I love you, I love you, and I want to be with you, and this is all through messages, and um, when we're together, she acts like nothing's happening, we still live in the same house. Uh, she hasn't mm-hmm. left. She just says she's confused and that she doesn't know what to do. And uh, mm-hmm. now she's getting me to a point where I'm confused and I don't really know uh, what to do at that point either. 
So okay. <clears throat> from there well, the first on, time he's uh, ever, mm -hmm. excuse me. I said, yeah, and um, so, so last Wednesday, um, she just kept doing all this stuff, and I was confused, and I kind of sat down with her. Uh, I've been taking a lot of your advice, working on my pies, doing things for myself, and. Uh, Mm -hmm. So I felt a little confident because uh, we were having really great conversations. We were having inside jokes again and doing all this stuff. And so I felt a little confident. And I sat down with her and asked her if we may talk. And uh, she kept saying the same thing, no, I want my time. And I was like, well, we've been having really great conversations. We've been doing great. Uh, what? Like, I understand you want your time, but at least can you give me a time frame? And uh, she's like, no, I mean, uh, we're done. And that hurt me pretty hard. Because I wasn't expecting it, and mm -hmm. um, I didn't understand how. And I've asked her, "Where did I fail you? What have I done?" And she said nothing. That it was just that argument, and this is literally our biggest argument we've ever had since our marriage. Mm -hmm. And and she just keeps saying that and she's so, confused. Okay, so there never uh, has been indication before that argument that she wanted to leave. Is that the first time yeah. you ever heard from her? Okay, so that was where you used to go with an argument. And was this like the argument to end all arguments? Was it was it that huge? Well, apparently to her it was, but to me it was something really minor. I, we've thought about other okay. things that I think is a bigger issue than what this was. Okay. But we've, okay. Yeah, we've so I mean, let, me, let me mention a couple of things here, if I may. Uh, people typically want out of a relationship if they feel they're not being respected, if they feel they're not loved, or if they feel they're not liked. Now, it's not really measuring whether you love, whether you like, whether you feel. It's measuring what she perceives, what she feels. And so if she feels disrespected by you, or if she feels unloved by you, or if she feels disliked by you, then that will motivate a person to want to be out of a relationship. Now, you said you've, you've uh, run into our pies. You've looked up those things and understand them. Have you read anything that, uh, or listened to any of our podcasts, anything that we've written or said about smart contact? Yeah, I have, and I've actually uh, been doing that a lot. I've been implementing it a lot in our conversations because there's been points where I don't want to talk to her because I know I want to give her that time to actually reflect on herself. And that actually, these past this past weekend, um, after she told me this, that we, we were done, well, I stopped really trying with our conversations. I just kind of gave her her own time and uh, just okay. focused on myself. So let me feed back to you what I heard you say. Here's what I heard you say. I heard you say uh -huh. that in various conversations over the last three weeks that you have brought up, let's talk about this, let's try to fix this, that you have brought that up in various conversations and that she has not wanted to pursue that course. She didn't want to pursue talking about that. Did I hear that correctly? Yes, correct. Okay. Now, <clears throat> until finally, until finally you push again, now, think about it this way. If, if you've told another person, I really am not ready to talk about that right now. I really don't want to talk about that right now. Give me some space. Give me some time. Now, just picture if you had said that to somebody, but that person keeps coming back and in conversations tries to bring it up again. And you say, again, I'm not ready to talk about that. Give me my space. Give me my time. And the person comes back again. Eventually, the person gets so frustrated knowing, you know, you're not listening to me. You're not hearing me because I'm telling you I need a little space. And then you come at me again and again and again. Now, whether you intend it to be that way or not, that can awfully, that can appear awfully disrespectful. In other words, I've told you what I'm really trying to accomplish. I've told you how I feel. I need to use some space. And you keep coming into that space saying, we got to talk about this. We need to talk about this. And therefore she would feel disrespected. Now I'm not telling you that's what she feels. I'm, 
giving you a possibility here. And so finally, finally, when it happens enough times, the other person just, okay, how can I get him to stop? And that's when people tend to say those mean things like, this is done, we're over, get out of my face, go away, leave me alone. You see, what that might be saying to you, Armin, is I've asked you repeatedly just not to bring this up to give me a little time. And, and, but you keep bringing it up, and now you've brought it up again. And so the way to stop this is just to attack you full scale and say, that's it, I'm done. Does that make any sense to you? Can you see how that might be a possibility of what occurred? Yeah, I, I get it. And um, what, I thought about that, and I found it weird because uh, I've only asked her three times, and I've done it in a respectful way. I, I don't really tell her, hey, we need to talk. I, I just ask her for her time, and that's when she rejects me. And the last time I kind of tried to bring that up, um, she told me, yeah, I'll let you know when I'm ready to talk, and I accepted it, and I respected her. And um, there's been this vacation we've been planning with her parents, and she even told me once, she's like, hey, well, I still want you to go on that vacation because I told her I was, in, I was unsure now with this situation. Mm-hmm. And uh, she told me, and I told her, well, I'm not sure if I want to go. And she said, well, who knows? Maybe we'll be fine by then. So that kind of gave me hope, and uh, I didn't say anything. I, was just, I just told her, I'll let you know. Mm-hmm. And, um, and this was last week, and so uh, when I felt really confident, again, when we were doing such a great conversations and we are doing well, I just decided to bring it up. And she's like, hey, we've been over since last week. I thought I made it clear. And then I brought that up. I'm like, well, you told me that you were going to be, you're going to let me know when you're ready to talk and that you're still hopeful about this vacation thing. And she's like, yeah, well, the whole vacation thing that I thought when I said I think we'll be fine by then, I meant, like, you and me as friends. And I told her, right. but you never really told me that we were done. But, Armin, can you, know? you see? Can you not see yeah. that? She says, I've told you before, I've told you before, and you kept bringing it up. Can you not see how she would react negatively to that, my friend? Yeah, I can see it. Yeah, I know what you're. I know that your heart is saying. If we could just talk this out, somehow we'd fix this, and we'd be happy all over again. And and if you'll just talk with me, we can fix this. I know that that's what you're thinking, and it's because you love her and you want to put this thing back together. But if she's telling you, no, I don't want to talk like that right now, and and you bring it up, even in the slightest little bit of a way, if you bring it up, it's going to cause the other person, in this case your wife, to pull away from you. So here's my suggestion, my friend. My suggestion is whenever the conversations come up next, whatever the conversations might be, do not bring it up. No matter how much inside of you says it's the time. She just gave me the right sign. She gave me the right signal. She said the right word. And so this is going to be a good time to do this. I recommend strongly, my friend, that you don't, that you just wait. Keep being there. In other words, when she talks to you, be happy to talk with her, listen, understand, all those kinds of things, but, but tread lightly on anything that feels like you're pressuring her to open up and talk to you. If you keep having that interaction with her that's good and positive and strong, at some point she will, in all likelihood, open up to you. But you can't make it happen by pushing it, my friend. And when you push it, you actually push it further away. So I'm not saying give up hope at all. I'm just saying that basically it, it appears to me that you got a sign of what happens when you push a little bit too much. So rather than freaking out over that and thinking, oh, my goodness, it's over, it's over, my recommendation is just back off, continue to interact with her as she'll interact with you, and, and don't go back into that territory again until she opens it up. And hopefully, hopefully this thing is still going to work itself out. It's just not going to be real fast, my friend, and I know you want it fast because you love her, right? 
Right. I do unconditionally. I have no doubt that you do, my friend. And that's why sometimes we do the wrong things is because we love so dearly and so deeply. And it's awfully hard to back off and not talk about these things when you just want her back. But if you're going to make this one work, my friend, that's what you're going to have to do. You're really going to have to back off. Can you do that? Yeah, I can do it. And I've, I've been doing that now. Uh, I don't initiate any conversation. I haven't really done anything because I respect her decision. But she's always Good. the one coming to me. And like I mentioned, it just Good. throws me off because she says she loves me and she wants to be with me. And, but then she does that. And um, one last thing, too, is with the vacation, uh, what do you recommend? I mean, she, it sounds like she really wants me to go and all. But for me, honestly, it just sounds because we would be going to the same place I took her for her birthday. And it's just full of memories. And I don't really when it want comes to go to things like that, plan. you know, I, I can't really give you an idea one way or the other because I don't know her. I don't know much about your background, et cetera. But if she's if she still wants you to go, it sounds to me like it'd be a good thing if you go. But just make sure that you don't do any pushing if you go. And 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 it'll be hard because oh, I took you here on your birthday. It's going to kindle those those feelings within you. But if you go, you can't let those things come out because you wind up pushing her again. So it's your decision there, my friend, but it would seem to me if she, if she still wants you to go, it'd be a wise thing to go, if you can control yourself. Can you? Yeah, no, I can. Uh, I've been playing the strong guy, and I've been doing my best to keep this relationship Good. forward, and that's why. Good. That's why All those right. off signals You'd... just kind of put me off. But. Right. Well, I've got a lot of callers to get to, my friend. Yes. Uh, just back off. Don't, don't be so strong, and hope and pray that it goes the right direction, okay? All right. Thank you so much. Okay. Uh, I know that sometimes people get a little frustrated because I don't have an immediate answer. Like if you do this, it's the magic wand stuff and everything just gets immediately better. If I ever come up with that, I'll let you know. <laughs> I promise. But sometimes now it's a matter of when people ask for space, give them space. I don't mean you abandon them and think, well, that's it. I'll just go off and live on the moon. I don't mean that at all. But if they're saying, I don't want to talk about this, and you talk about that, that's the opposite of what we call smart contact. Smart contact is you don't do anything they ask you not to do, and you don't whine, you don't beg, you don't plead, you don't manipulate, you don't try to control. But anything that irritates them or says, don't talk about this, smart contact says you don't do that. So now let's go to Brad over in the great state of Missouri. Hi, Brad. How are you? I'm doing uh, well, Dr. Joe. I'm calling well, um, my wife, she was 20. I was I was 25 when we met. I'm going on 36 now. Uh, we got married over five years ago, going on six in August. Um, in September, she she left me. Uh, she stayed at her parents' house, and uh, we were on and off trying to make it work. She talked about coming back home. Um, I know known that she had been with a couple of guys since then. As a matter of fact, um, the day after, like the four or five days after she had decided to leave. Um, her mom was saying, hey, well, I'll pay for counseling if you're into it. And um, we were both on board. Then later that day, I found out that she was texting another man uh, the entire time, you know, during that conversation mm -hmm. while we were sitting on the couch. And it was, you know, personal stuff, you know, oh, you're a lace type of girl, things like that. It was getting sexual. Mm -hmm. And uh, she went outside, and I, well, you know, and I was like, uh, you know, you keep texting. I feel like you're talking to somebody. She was real defensive. Um, so she went outside. I got on her phone. The only time in 10 years I ever got on her phone, and it was right there. It was the text. I didn't have to get into her text. It was just on the screen. 
And I, I brought her phone to her and I said, get out. And uh, she started crying and everything. And we had continued to, to try and work on it. Um, we argue. And um, that's that's a bad thing. We do argue. Um, but mm-hmm. I love her unconditionally. And um, she had talked about moving back in several times. And then uh, we started to go to, and we were still trying to have a child. We've always wanted a child. And mm-hmm. she said I'd be a great dad and everything. Um, and then in February, she found out she had her period. She was bawling. Um, the next day, uh, well, later that night, we got into an argument. She said she was going to download a, a dating app. And um, mm. she ended up coming home that night and sleeping with me. And her mom texted us saying, you know, there's got to be three people in a marriage. God has to be there for it to work. And we had planned on going to marriage counseling that day. We did. She started talking. She opened up. I let her speak. I didn't speak on behalf of us. She said that, you know, we're in trouble. And, um, you know, part of it that she believed was because we stopped going to church. I thought it was great. She then, uh, she was going to a work trip the the following day for a week. Well, we Mm -hmm. had homework assignments. We did like the first couple questions, the first night, the second night, the third Mm -hmm. night. Um, you know, she said, yeah, we can do them. And, you know, I, read the question and then I was just like, I feel like you don't want to do this. I feel okay. like you're talking to other men. And, um, she got quiet. We were on FaceTime and she turned mm-hmm. the phone away silence for about four minutes. And I said, yes or no. She said yes. And then hung up. I couldn't get in contact with her again. I tried. She got back mm-hmm. Friday. Um, she said, I want the divorce. She acted like nothing was wrong. She was all bubbly. Oh my gosh. The clothes mm-hmm. I ordered her in. Um, you know, this is over at her parents' right. house. And she's, t- she's texting these other men in front of me. She goes, this is weird. Can you leave? Um, okay. So just real – go ahead. Well, I'm, uh, I'm trying to get kind of a summary here. So she's she she's out of the house because you told her to leave. Is that correct? Well, she had, she had left. Um, and then for a week she was staying at well, her parents' minutes house. Ago, a few minutes said, ago, a few minutes ago, you said you told her to leave. Did you not? Right, because she was – Right, because she was back at our house after we had talked to her mom, saying that, yeah, we do want to do counseling, we want to work on this. And so she was back over at the house um, that day, and then I found the text, and I told her to leave. Okay. Um, so you told her to leave, and now she's interacting with other guys. She's gone through the disappointment of uh, of not having the child that she thought she was going to have or hoped that she was going to have, so she's had a loss in her life. And, and if I follow through the ages, she'd be 30-ish, is that correct? She's 30. She's going to be 31 on the second. And okay. I, thought, since, I thought I kept it with it earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, but since, since February 20th was the day that uh, she said she wanted the divorce, um, mm-hmm. she has been on dates. She tells me that, uh, yeah, I mean, people ask me to marry them. I've been on a lot of dates, blah, mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. Like things, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's over. We're done. You know, we're done move on. Right. I'd be fine if you had another child. I'd be fine if you got married. Um, mm-hmm. Then a month later, you know, I come home and she's at the house and she said she missed me and everything. And we hooked up and, she, you know, before that, oh, we shouldn't be doing this. Oh, we shouldn't do this. And then it was, we shouldn't have done that. We did our mm-hmm. taxes the following Monday. Things happened again, uh, but it didn't get as far. She said she felt awkward. And then she was texting this guy, Chris and um, mm-hmm. I saw the text and then I said, "Remember, that's my brother's name." Every time you talk to that guy, um, so so, so you're trying to guilt her, right? So you're trying yeah, to guilt I, her I, with that. 
Yeah, I guess I did. When I saw it, I I, I didn't control myself. Um, and she left, okay. and I said, you know, he's probably still on those dating sites, and you're nothing. I he, he's not going to think much of you, you know. You, you know, you mean everything to me. And um, then, so has she ever a week and a half later? Has she ever said that she that she feels that you try to control her or dominate her? Yes. Has she ever said anything yeah. about that? Okay. Yes. Now, she said that she felt like I didn't love her. Mm-hmm. So, but I've done everything for. Her. Do you think? Do you think that you do things that come across as controlling and dominating? Yes, sir. Okay. And so, if that's the reason that she is going through this vacillation, if that's the reason she's confused. Uh, and this and that and the other things kind of confused is because of the fact that she feels that she's being controlled, which means disrespected. That's another way of saying that. And often then feels also like, you know, if you were, if you're trying to be my dad, then you don't love me. Uh, if you're trying to tell me what to do, use the guilt against me, throw me out of the house, whatever, then, then I don't feel loved. I'm not saying that everything she's doing is predicated on what you've done. And obviously as still married to you and dating other guys, that's just not right. It's wrong thing to do. But, but if indeed it's that uh, you're being controlling that, that she's running away from, then the only thing that's going to change that could possibly bring her back is not what you change with her, but what you change with you. Meaning if you can stop being controlling and dominating and she finally sees that she might not see it to begin with, but she finally sees that and believes that. The fact that she came back and, and uh, lets you know that she loves you and then she runs away again is basically telling me that, that the, the guy inside of you is the guy that she really loves. But, but what I'm hearing, well, and I'm just, I'm just telling you what I'm hearing. What I'm hearing is, but she feels I'm being, I'm being the lesser person here. I'm being the one that's controlled and I don't want to live like that. That's what I heard you right. say. Is, is that right or wrong? Yeah, that's, that's pretty much. She said that she felt like I didn't love her, and I love her with all my heart. She was everything to me, and maybe that's part of the problem. But mm. since then, I went out of town, and she had to take care of the dogs. She, you know, she. So she stayed the night. I got back early. I woke her up, told her that she could she could go home if she wanted to. Um, I went ahead and got in bed, and then she started making out with me. Um, she said she mm-hmm. the next day. She said she was really drunk, and she kind of pushed me off and kind of stopped things. Um, but we ended up, we ended up doing it. Um, but then she was mm-hmm. like, Oh, I don't, I don't rem- I didn't remember who you were. I thought you, I thought it was you, but then I thought it was somebody else. I was really drunk. And my thought is, well, you, you made it home. You took the dogs out. You put your hair up. You texted me telling me you're going to church at 11, 30 minutes later, I get home and you're too drunk to remember. And she's saying she thought I was somebody else. And I've found out now that she's, she is seeing this guy, Chris, and she's basically living mm-hmm. at his house every – she's staying there every night. Um, right. And she's deleted our wedding photos off her social media. She's starting to like his photos mm-hmm. with hearts. And well, I'm so sorry. Uh, I really she's am. Posting, she's posting things so, like if you – women glow differently if they're loved properly and treated better. And, and all so I want to do I is help, just How may I help her. you today, Brad? How may I help you? I know there's a question in there. What is it? Yeah, I'm I'm seeing her today because we're supposed to go over our finances. She wants to split mm-hmm. everything up and mm-hmm. sell the house and get the divorce. Mm-hmm. What 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 can I do to maybe maybe not change her mind, but maybe second you know take a second 
to think about it. See, she's she's really cold now, um, mm-hmm. and she watched. The, she went to take the dogs out the other day. I came home, mm-hmm. and the guy is sitting in my driveway in her car, and she was super mad, and she was, "You're a jerk," and all this stuff. Other, she called me something else, but I'm not gonna repeat it. But um, okay, I was just like, yeah. I don't know that there's any one thing you can do. Like, okay, so you're going to see her today to talk about dividing up things. And if you're saying, okay, what, what magic words can I say? What magic thing can I do? I don't know of any. Okay. It, it takes a while to get to where you are. It takes a while to get back. But you may try something like this. You know, I've been thinking, and, and you've told me that I'm controlling. you told me that I'm dominating. And I've been thinking, and, and, you know, I didn't really realize how my words were coming across, how my actions were coming across, that, that indeed I was. So can you do me a favor? And whatever conversations we have from this point on, in other words, you don't push her to come back, okay? But, but say something like, in whatever conversations we have from this point on, will you tell me when you feel I'm being controlling or dominating? And I promise you that if you point it out to me, I won't argue. I won't try to defend myself. I'll, I'll say, okay, thank you for that. I may ask a question to help me understand it more. Can you do that? Are you willing to do that, Brad? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely willing. And, I, you know, I push things. I said, well, I know you don't believe that, you know, I'll change. Mm-hmm. But later on, you'll, you'll see it. And, and she's like, it doesn't matter. I'm done. Yeah, and that's what she but, feels today. But every, but every yeah, but every time she she makes plans to do this, you know, get stuff together or whatever, she always cancels them and hangs out with this guy. Always. Yeah. And so I mean it's I don't know any other now. Yeah. Unfortunately I've got a whole bunch of other callers out there winning. Mm-hmm. It has to do with this, Brad, in my opinion. And of course I just know a little piece of this and there's always your choice as to what you do. But if indeed the fact that she moves away from you emotionally is because she feels controlled, the only thing you can change is to stop being controlling. And then if anything, then that will help her come back towards you. Uh, You're working and try to understand the emotions that she feels. I wish I had a better answer for you, my friend, and it won't be a short-term fix, unfortunately. But the fact that she still evidences at times that she still cares and loves about you tells me that this is possible. It can be done. But you'll have to come across as a different person to her than this one that she perceives as being controlling and dominating. Got and never bring up the relationship again. Just be a friend. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I would wait till she does. I would wait till she does. But hey, you can do whatever you think is best. I'm just giving you my advice, my opinion here, okay? All right. Thank you, Joe. Okay. Thank you. And then we're going to move all the way over to Oregon. And we're going to talk to uh, Corey over here in Oregon. Hi, Corey. How are you? Hey, I'm doing okay. Doing my best. He's <laughs> doing your best. How are you? How may I help you today, my friend? Okay, so I'll just kind of give this to you as briefly as I can. So my wife of 10 years um, moved out on the 8th of January, um, and she was still coming home to me and spending the weekends with me. We were sleeping together the whole thing. And then at the end of January, she kind of cut it off. Two weeks later, I see a post on social media where she announces her new relationship with a uh, transgender man. And... um, Three weeks after that, she tells me that they're serious and that she would like me to meet him. So um, I, at first I was like, I was like, I don't, I don't think that's a great idea. Like, I don't feel like that's good for me. And at the same time, she had been bringing our children around him um, ages eight and 10. And so that's five weeks and they're serious. Right. And then um, also uh, bringing my kids into the equation. Well, 
here we are now at this point. Um, you know, I'm seeing like posts online that, that he's making about, um, you know, our children or my family, mm-hmm. things like that. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's almost like he's, he's making claim to my kids and, and, you know, I'm sure my wife is all aboard on this train. So we're talking two months and this guy is, is saying that my kids are, are, are our kids. My biggest wow. concern here is that, you know, I don't, I don't really know like how seriously I should take this at this point. I'm, I'm, I'm acting pretty aloof about it. Like I'm, I'm getting really upset seeing these posts, um, you know, especially with how short this whole thing, you know, has been, but, um, you know, I, I do have an understanding of limerence and things like that. And I understand that, but being the nature of, of this person, um, you know, the dating pool is pretty slim for, for men without the, the equipment. Right. And, um, starting a family and being a father is probably something that he'd really like to do, but I just don't feel really comfortable about that. And I, I just don't know if I should take it seriously. I, I don't know that I understand the question when you say take it seriously. What do you mean by that? How serious should I take the fact that um, my wife is with a new person and he's trying to kind of like push his way in as a father figure to my children after two months? Is that something I I take seriously? Well, I don't know what you mean by the word serious. That's what I'm having trouble with. Can you use a different word to help me understand what you're saying? Sure. Sure. Uh, should I expect this to be a phase? Should I expect this to be a, a temporary thing? Or should I really consider that this person is going to be the stepfather of my children? Well, when you talk about, okay, and that helps me understand. I was just not following exactly what you meant by seriously, because it is a serious well, situation. I, should I be concerned, I guess, is my question. Should I be concerned about this? Like, is this sure. something that I should, I should, you know, I mean, she wants a divorce and she's rushing the divorce and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And I just, and I'm, I'm acting, I'm kind of in that place where I'm sort of like, okay, well, it, it sounds, it looks like limerence. It looks like, it looks like it's a rebound relationship, but, and they're moving so fast. I mean, two months and calling yourself a family is kind of a stretch for me. Um, and yeah. it concerns me a little bit because I'm sitting here going, Wow, is my wife starting a new family after two months? Is yeah. like yeah. should I be worried about that? Yes. I'd be worried, I'd be concerned, and to use your phraseology, I take it seriously. You see, the likelihood of this lasting long term is probably not there. And and this is why. It's not having to do with whether or not he's transgender. It has to do with the fact that it happened so rapidly. Things that happen this fast typically don't have a long shelf life. In other words, it, it, it happens so rapidly that it probably is not going to last a very long time. But should you be concerned about it? The answer is yes, because here they are. They're pushing things. They're rushing things, those kinds of things. And people, when they're in the heat of that emotion, make some decisions that later they go, what in the world was I thinking about? So, yes, I would be concerned. I would take it seriously. But at the same time, my professional opinion, and it's just an opinion, you understand, is that this is not going to be a long-term relationship, that it's going to last for a while and that fire is going to burn out and, and boom. Therefore, if I were in your shoes, I would not be um, participating in them rushing it. If I were in your shoes, I'd be dragging it out. Now, will that make her mad? Sure. 
she's got her mindset on this and this guy's got some kind of a control over her right now. And so it'll make her mad. But I would still, if it were I, you know, you have to make your own decision about what you do. But if it were I, I would still be dragging it out thinking this thing's just not going to last that long in all likelihood. Now, unfortunately, not long could still be several months. I mean, up to a year, that kind of thing. Uh, and you have to decide, am I going to wait that long? But, but because you have children involved, I'm thinking that, in my opinion, and, and of course we're just guessing, you know, in my opinion, right. it's not a long-term thing. But whatever they're doing in the short term is what I'd be most concerned about. Like, okay, what if they rush through this and rush into a marriage and, and you know, and everything gets turned topsy-turvy. So that's what I would be concerned about, how to slow this thing down, hoping later that we'll have a chance to put this marriage back together. But at the very least, keeping it from being what they're trying to make it be right now. That's, yeah, again, that's very validating. Yeah. I appreciate that. Right. Uh, one one last little little bit here that um, it does sure. kind of concern me is, is the fact that, you know, I got two kids, they're eight and 10 um, and they're pretty, uh, they're pretty intuitive. Like they, they kind of understand what's going on. And, and mm-hmm. they also kind of see it as like, like, whoa, like what is mom doing? Like, this is crazy, you know? Mm-hmm. And I don't really know the best way to approach that because I don't want to be like, you know, you're right, son, your mom's crazy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's not what, yeah. that's not the approach I want to take with them. But I am Good. concerned about the damage this might be causing them, you know, and I don't really know how to approach them about it. Do you have any insight into, like, what my attitude should be about that? Well, first of all, I admire the fact that you're not throwing their mother under the bus. That's that's very important because she's still their mother. So I'm I'm proud of you that you're not being negative about your wife. But the thing to do then here would be, while well, still not being negative about her, like, yeah, your mom's nuts. The best thing to do is when they do want to talk is to listen to them. And if they ask questions like, Dad, what's going to happen? You can say, I, I really don't know what's going to happen. I love your mom. I hope we can work this out. Dad, why would she be involved with that guy? Well, I, I don't know. I don't know why she's involved with that guy. But, you know, we'll stick together here and, and, and we'll be everything we can be. And in other words, you reassure them that you love and you listen. And, and even if they say the yeah. really, really negative thing, if they say something like, my mom is crazy, you just go, I can understand how you feel that way. You don't defend her like, no, she's not crazy. You don't throw her under the bus like, you're right, she is crazy. You just go right. in between those things and, and uh, validate their feelings. Like, you know, I can certainly understand how you feel that way right now. Dad, is she crazy? You know, I'm, I'm not the person that can judge that. It's just, let's just say mom's not acting like she normally does. And, and you just be very understanding, listening, validating what they feel. And that's a delicate tightrope there, my friend. But something tells me that you can do that. As a matter of fact, I, yeah, I really appreciate this just because if nothing else is validated, you've, you've told me exactly what I'm doing. You've, you've been a reflection of exactly my actions and exactly my attitude and behavior. So I really do appreciate that. I just wanted to, to reach out and see if, if you thought I was doing this right. And it sounds like I am. Hey, so I'll so just far, keep after it. I, I'm, I'm, I'm extremely proud of how you're doing this, my friend. You're doing it very well. Very well. Excellent. Excellent. Thanks so much, Dr. Bean. Okay. You're very welcome. Okay, and now uh, so we're going to leave Oregon, and we're going to go over to Illinois, and we're going to talk to Vanessa. Hi, Vanessa. How can I help you today? Hi. Hello. Uh, so, um, okay, thank you. How are you? 
<laughs> I've got a backache. How are you? <laughs> I'm hope you feel better soon. So how, how may I help you today, Vanessa? Are you okay? So, uh, yeah, I have this cough. Uh, my, husband, my husband left me two years ago uh, with his new partner, uh, the, the person he left me for. And he, right now, they are living together and they had a baby together. Uh, for me, when they had a baby, I felt like it was time to accept that they are a new mm-hmm. family. Uh, but he still doesn't me when we exchange our kids. He hides behind the door. Um, there is no communication. My kid had an allergy, and I've been trying to reach him, and it's like, it's email every two days, very... Very resentful, like if I was the one cheat- that cheated. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And now you were talking about relationships. I'm thinking I need to have a relationship with this man that I love, uh, mm-hmm. even if he doesn't love me back because he's still the father of my kids. I want my kids to see the way we are supposed to talk to each other. We mm-hmm. probably not hide behind each other. So um, I need advice. I need like um, I need to any ideas on how to I understand the concept of smart contact and I've been trying that but even though I've been doing that mm-hmm. for the last two years he's still upset I said I wanted to go back home when he left me okay, so let I'm me not from sure here I'm from another country so mm-hmm. I wanted to let go back home let me make sure I'm hearing all this let me, let me just tell you back what I'm hearing and you tell me I heard it right yeah. that, that uh, he left you he won't communicate with you he won't respond back to you when you try to communicate with him he's living with another woman and they have a child together is that what yeah. I've heard you say so far okay and that's over a period of uh, how many years how long has he been gone uh, he's been gone almost two years since July Okay. So and how old is it? Was how old a is very that? fast. Mm-hmm. How old is that other child? Mikey's or his? No, his. The one with that other woman. How old is that child? Oh, it was just born in March. Okay, so it's a brand new baby. Okay. And so yes. your question is what can you do that will hopefully bring him back? Is that correct? Well, I mean, at least as a co parent. I'm, I'm not going to push. I'm not going to push someone with a baby. We are not Mm -hmm. divorced yet. I mean, but I cannot, um, I cannot, I cannot say I want someone that is a father to someone else's to come back Mm -hmm. because. Right. And so what you're asking about is how do you get him to do what he needs to do in terms of co-parenting? Is that what you're asking? Yes. Yes. How to make this relationship. I mean, I feel I should be the one that is thinking, you know, uh, mm-hmm. But I am not, and I'm trying mm-hmm. very hard. Uh, right. When he told my kids I was friends with his partner, mm-hmm. I didn't say no. They, they did so well for me. I just smiled and said, well. Okay. Do, may I ask a question? Do you have an attorney? Yes. Okay. Have you talked to your attorney about how to get this where that he would, your, your husband would participate in uh, co-parenting? Yes, and we are mandated to do a co-parenting class. Uh, it's just that this has been for a while, and 
she says that there's, I mean, we can say this is what needs to happen, but nobody can make him do anything. And he's a good father. He sees them. He sees them. um, We share custody half and half. Uh, It's, um, I didn't want that. I wanted to spend more time with my kids, but I understand it's good for the kids. Okay, um, so he's, so the kids are spending half their time with him already. Yes. Okay. All right. So I'm, I, I guess I'm still I'm not understanding what you're asking me to help you with. If he's already spending time with the kids, half the time with the kids, and and he's living with this other woman and had a baby, and I heard you say you don't want him back because he had a. a a baby with this other woman. Well, did, did I hear that correctly? I would love him back. Well, yes, I would love him back, but I'm not gonna, not gonna push any. If he ever wants to come back, I will get it. But mm-hmm. I need to accept this is reality. Yes, it's reality. Um, and so I guess I'm trying to figure out what it, what is it that I can help you with? What may I do for you? Well, I'm wondering how how can we how can I work on on us having a a relationship that is agreeable enough. Well, it's so awfully difficult to do. If he's not responding to your communication and, and doesn't want to interact with you, it's awfully difficult. By any chance, are you in our uh, online course? Yes. Okay, so you're in our online course. And how many weeks into that are you? Oh, I've done it twice. <laughs> The same, like I'm I trying. go through the weeks. I I went through the whole weeks twice already. Mm, okay. Well, unfortunately, I don't know how to help you with this because um, if if he's not responding to you at all, and and you're having no it conversations, seems, I still would it say. Seems what the more agreeable I, I am. <laughs> yes. I'm sorry. I mean, I said congratulations on the new baby. I'm I'm being very agreeable. Like I'm not pushing right. him. I'm not talking about us. Good. Um, Good. I just said, I even said congratulations about having a new baby, and mm-hmm. the answer was a smile, which is much okay. more than I got in the last 10 months. Okay. Well, in any, in any interactions you have with him, I really encourage you to be as safe a place as you can be. In other words, hope he opens up to you. And if indeed he does, then maybe we, you can get some of that. Um, sorry, Vanessa, I've got to move on to the next one. I've got to get one more in here. And so I'm moving over to Virginia and talking to Dee. Hi, Dee, how may I help you? Hi. You're um, very welcome. I had a question, had a question about um, my husband, whether he was – I felt like when I listened to a podcast of yours, um, your spouse is in love with someone else, it's, it's mm-hmm. exactly the way he's acting. He left crying, saying I was his best friend, but over the months he got meaner, colder. Um, now he just doesn't communicate except every two weeks, and he'll say five minutes away. Like, that's it. Pick up the kids. Um, mm-hmm. So I thought something was going on with him, and I found out that he um, is not living where he said he was. He's living with a woman he had an affair with a few years ago. She's about 12 years younger. She's married. Um there's a huge income disparity. He has a lot to lose by doing this. Um, he told me he ended the affair. Um, he, Our marriage was doing really good, but he left saying he never loved me, doesn't love me, we're just friends, and we've known each other since elementary school. Um, he said, you know, it, it was never love. We have six children. So my question is, it feels like since he began that affair at the end of 2014, 
He said he ended it in 15. I'm not sure when he began it again. I know it was going on at least until 17 because I actually have a picture. Um, but it, could it have evolved into, like, some sort of love? And how do I do smart contact when he's, like, so hostile, so mean? Um, three of our children won't talk to him. He doesn't reach out to them. Um, mm-hmm. His mom believes that his story, which is he's been in pain for the past 20-some years being married to me. He's just been doing what good guys do, and now he doesn't want to finish last in his life. That's what he's telling everybody. Yeah. I am so, so sorry, Dee. As to whether or not it's limerence, you know, there are a whole bunch of characteristics of limerence, but he has been with this woman for how long now? That Actually with her, living with her. Living with her since September. Um, okay. He's been living there since September. But and, and then my other question is, I feel like if I tell him that I know, like it'll make it easier for him to just say, well, here it is. Right now he's trying to push me into a quick divorce, but I, I won't allow it. Okay, tell him that you know he's living with the other woman. Is that what you're referring to? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, but you are convinced that he is. I mean, you have evidence, proof, something like that? Yes, I do. Okay. Well, answer briefly, if I may. Uh, one thing to understand is that limerence is a kind of love, but it's a kind of love that's, that's very volatile and, and short-lived, meaning that it's typically going to last somewhere between three months and 48 months. And if you're halfway through that at 24 months, more than half of them are done by the 24th month. And so what sets limerence apart has to do with the fact that limerence is almost always uh, almost like an obsession with the other person. Now, there are various kinds of love that we can measure in the social sciences, tons of different kinds of love we can actually measure in the social sciences. But the limerence is one where a person's mind is occupied with the other person. They spend up to 85% of their time thinking about that person. And, and most of that is daydreaming about what the future is going to be like. And then they have this tremendous jealousy about the other person because they want them to feel toward them. They want the other person to feel toward them the way they feel. Uh, there's a lot of different characteristics, a lot of different things going on there that make it limerence. But one thing mm-hmm. that is always true is that it cannot last a lifetime. It can't even last years. It, well, I'm going to take that back. Rare, rare, rare cases. It can last past 48 months, but those are exceptionally rare. And most, most are done by the 24th month. The real question becomes, okay, and I heard you asking, okay, if it's not limerence, did it develop into some other kind of love? And the answer is that's a possibility, but I can't tell you what kind of love it might have evolved into. And mm-hmm. probably, probably if it did evolve in any way, it evolved in a way that's not healthy. In other words, whatever he's feeling for her now, even if it's not limerence, is if we were trying to measure various kinds of love, it's probably not one that we would say we keep a couple together for a lifetime. Okay. Yeah, There's a different kind of thing married. that has to do with that. So yes, limerence is a kind of love. May he have evolved into a different kind of love with her? The answer is yes, but it does not necessarily mean it's a lifelong love, nor does it mean it's a healthy kind of love. Uh, it may be something that falls apart next week for all we know but it probably does not have the level of obsession that limerence does. Now, I feel like I'm, I'm going in circles here. Am I answering your question at all? Um, yeah, you are. Um, I just, because it's been so long, I guess it makes me feel really like just depressed and not very hopeful. 
because, like, I don't have a chance to, like, really have any contact with him without it being push behavior. And I've tried, like, even just to call. uh, We had a fire in our garage, and my son's hands got burned, and his response by text was, that's scary. Like, that was it. And this man is a physician. That was it. He never came to check on the child. And that that son um, hasn't spoken to him at all. And this happened in December, and he didn't come and check on the house or the child. He's a physician. Um, the woman is married. She's, like, 13 years younger. And, like, when you look at her, it, it's such a disparity. Like, uh, our yeah. male friends are very disappointed, and they say he really should know that it's not limerence on her part. It's definitely the income. Um, and my husband, when he had an affair, he was obsessed. He was like, no, she's in love with me. She's in love with me because she fell apart when I broke it off. She just damn near fell apart. I mean, he was just really obsessed with it. So I don't have support of his family. Um, It all began when our daughter had a mental crisis, and it just seemed like our family just went downhill from there. But Mm. I just really don't know what to do without having the contact, and he has a lot to lose um, in a divorce. Um, But it's like he's just, convinced that he never was in love with me even as teenagers and that we shouldn't have had the children we shouldn't have done this uh you know every decision in his life has been terrible because of me and he went to medical school because of me it's just it's hard not to take it personally well and i can understand that but i sure hope that you try not to take it personally and the things you're describing sure sound like limerence because it has to do with rewriting history it has to do with vilifying the other person the spouse which he's doing toward you Um, Mm -hmm. the only thing a person can do in a situation that you're in the well obviously if you want you can get an attorney and divorce him and and take care of yourself and your kids financially and those other kind of ways if that's what you wish to do if you're trying to hold out hope that maybe somehow the marriage can get back together and therefore you're not ready to divorce, then the way you would do that, are you familiar with our terminology like pies and safe place and things like that? Yes. I actually lost 85 pounds since he left and he said nothing. Yeah. Well, remember that the pies are part of an attraction of the other person being attracted to you, but you really do the pies for you. And so that puts you in a better health situation, et cetera. Right. Mm-hmm. And so the, what, what you do is you continue to work on your pies and you continue to be the person who listens to other people, not just a safe place to your husband, but a safe place to everybody where you listen, you're understanding, you're compassionate. And what we hope happens over time is this. You may have heard me say this before. People don't leave what they have unless they believe what they're going to is better. So in his mind, mm-hmm. for whatever reason, he believes what he's going to is better. When that finally falls apart, and if indeed this limerence is going to fall apart, when that finally falls apart, they don't necessarily come back because they've convinced themselves being away from you is better. So the reason mm-hmm. you work on the pies and the safe place and those other things we talk about is that when it finally does begin to fall apart and he begins to see, hey, wait a minute, uh, Dee is like amazing. She's, she's grown in these areas and she's become, a, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Wow. You know, my better course of action is to come back toward D. And that's when we say Mm -hmm. you do the pies in the safe place no matter what the other person is doing so that whenever, at whatever point they begin to change, they begin to realize, wait a minute, being with D is the best thing for me. Still working off that same principle Mm -hmm. that people don't leave what they have unless what they believe they're going to is better. Now, if you at some point get tired of this and you say, I'm not going to do that anymore, I recommend that you still work on the pies in the safe place just for your future life. 
And, and of course, you realize that you can get an attorney and do that route anytime that you're ready. I admire the mm-hmm. fact that you're, that you're still trying to make your marriage work. And I really hope, I really hope that he comes to his senses. And uh, because it sounds to me like you're a remarkable woman. Thank you. I have one more question. Should I tell yes, him ma'am. that I know um, about it? Um, my children already think that he's with someone, and they think that I'm silly for not believing it. Um, mm-hmm. And I think all of my friends and neighbors, like, they kind of say that he's with someone. So I kind of feel silly, like I'm the last one to sit. Um, so what I really would you be trying them. to accomplish? What would, be, what would you be trying to accomplish if you tell him, you know, what would be your goal? Mm. I don't know. I, I guess um, I don't know. I don't know. Well, if your goal is it just, just to feels let him awful know that, that he's not telling the truth. Okay. If your goal is simply okay, I just want you to know you're not fooling me. If that's your goal, then tell him. If your goal is mm-hmm. maybe this will shake him up some and change that situation with her. If if it really is limerence, people in limerence when they feel there's some obstacle that comes at them it actually pushes them closer together rather than further apart. So if your goal is I'm going to tell him so he'll come to his senses and leave her, the greater likelihood is it's going to push him just the other way. It'll push him toward her. But if your goal is I just need him to know I'm not a fool, if that's your goal, then you can tell him. I, I always recommend it this way. Think about what you're trying to accomplish and ask yourself, is it worth the negatives that I'm going to encounter to get this thing I'm trying to accomplish if I do this? And that's the real question. Okay. Okay. All right. Have you ever seen it come around when someone just has said such awful things and no contact at all, just like doesn't want to deal with me at all? I mean, it's just hard. It's been 28 total years as a couple. We're only 45. Yeah. You have? Yeah. I've seen it on many occasions. Not only have I seen it, Dee, I've lived it. It was quite a long time ago, more than three decades ago, but I left Alice for a younger woman. And, uh, mm-hmm. and, and, and wound up saying just mean and vicious things to Alice, mean and vicious things about Alice, telling her that I never had been in love with her. We'd been married 15 years. That's the difference there. But, uh, I pretty well did nearly everything that you're describing right here that your husband's doing. You know, it took me a while to come to my senses and Alice was already dating somebody else when I did, she'd moved on. And, but when I came to my senses, she, by the grace and mercy of God, gave me another chance, and we put it back together. So not only have I seen it with a lot of other couples, I've lived it. I've been there. And it sounds to me like yeah. you're as strong a woman as Alice is. It was Alice's strength that made everything happen. You sound that strong to me, my friend. Thank you. Okay, D. Right. Sorry that I have to uh-huh. on. May God be with you, All okay? Right. Okay, thank, thank you. you. And we're a little bit over time, so I'm going to have to bring this episode to an end. See you next Monday at 1230 Central Time here on Marriage Helper Live.